right, everybody, welcome to Right On Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And in fact, I should have said right on, right on, right on. Hey, this is the Military Analyst Show. We do it every Wednesday live at 1 p.m. And we have a good one for you today. Of course, uh, we had rave reviews for the uh, the Keys of Solomon Decipher last week. And uh, we're going to finish that off. And then we're going to get into another one today, which I think you're going to be very, very pleased with. Uh, Chris has asked me to put some of the pictures on the Right On Radio Telegram channel, so I will do that after the broadcast. I'm going to put a couple of the uh, pictures there for everyone to see because the artwork in this one, again, is absolutely stunning. And for those of you who subscribe to the Military Analyst on RightOnU.com, that's R-I-G-H-T-O-N-U, that's the letter U, Com. You can go to the Military Analyst. You can see all of the intel briefs that are being posted up there right now. And today's uh, second part of the broadcast is posted in the history section. So it's nice and easy to, for you to find. And of course, if you subscribed, I sent you an email with the uh, the link and everything else. So welcome, everybody. And just uh, one last reminder. So this is a faith-based broadcast. And one of the things that we do is we pray. And so at tonight at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, of course, we have our Singapore prayer celebration every Saturday at 8 p.m., but we have now added a second prayer night Wednesdays at 7.30. And so it's going to be on the exact same channel that you'll see these pictures on for Telegram. Just make sure... Uh, to come back at 7.30 at night and check it out and uh, experience the Holy Spirit because the, the Holy Spirit shows up every single time. But without further ado, we call him the military <coughs> analyst. He has a military experience at a very high level, very high clearance level. He found out about all the corruption and saw what was going on in this world and how we've been lied to. He is risking his life to do it. That's why we don't give out his real name. We he goes by Chris Wilson, but we call him the military analyst. And without further ado, Chris, welcome back to Right On Radio. Hi, uh, good afternoon, Jeff. It's always a, a treat and a pleasure uh, to brief the audience and let them know the truths of life history, as we've never learned. Uh, today, we're going to finish up on the uh, the key of Cipher, the key of Solomon, uh, who's deciphered by. Uh, Wayne Herschel. Wayne Herschel is from South Africa. And it's ironic that two of the top 12 best alternative historians are from South Africa. And as everyone knows, they have a dual language. They speak Afrikaans as well as English. So uh, the other one is Michael Tellinger. I thought I had done Michael Tellinger. Uh, it won't matter as far as the order. I would have done that first, but uh, that'll come after we do uh, Wayne Herschel, and I have plenty of work on him. It is absolutely stunning. His work is not just excellent, it's spectacular. He does all his own graphics, and they're beyond belief as far as the quality that he's done. Anyway, we're going to finish up now on the uh, Key of Solomon, which is critical for the audience to understand how astrology and even astronomy, is tied directly into all ancient cultures, civilizations, and has been the secret behind how the globalists, going all the way back uh, uh, 
tens of thousands of millennia have controlled mankind. And it's through this, the uh, secret of uh, the stars and the constellations. So in continuing where I left off, uh, he's, uh, Wayne states that uh, Solomon's key is Orion. Cracking the secret of the Hebrew Solomon key cipher first requires its primary uh, symbol de deciphered, the symbol that is being pointed to on the parchment above. And that'll be one of the pictures Jeff will have in the uh, university uh, website with images or the other method. Um, that is being pointed to on the parchment above. The icon refers to here as another forgotten symbol since its meaning here has been forgotten. With my astronomy background and delving into the secrets of the ancient pyramid builders covered in my book, the Orion constellation became a very familiar constellation over the years. I found myself staring at this Hebrew cipher, wondering why so many stars were being used. Then it dawned on me, this is Orion. Orion is the key. Orion is the key, the forgotten symbol of Solomon. This thought made sense since the key aspect is reason because next to, <clears throat> excuse me, because next to its other talisman shows how the key is celebrated in the churches. The crisscross symbol is shown precisely how the star constellation of Orion appears in the night sky. And it also appears to represent in the smaller talisman with the title, quote, sacred cross, where the icon was traditionally shown as a simplified insignia of a cross within a cross. This smaller talisman depicted the traditional sacred cross detail in the larger talisman with a very tiny star cluster detail comprising what astronomy terms, quote, Orion's sword. Orion's sword is the cluster that appears to be a line of what looks like four blurred stars in a row where one of them has a red haze nebula around one of the stars. <clears throat> Excuse me. On an exceptionally clear night and with absolute perfect vision, one can occasionally make out at least six of the tiny little stars in Orion's sword. The head of Orion is along the same line of alignment and is also comprised of another cluster of around four tiny stars. I'm just waiting for a mouse to, there we go. Um, in the two sacred cross combinations, comparisons rather, there are rings in gray. The one on the absolute right is an enlargement of the Solomon key icon where the sword, meaning with the six dots, is ringed in orange. Compare this with the slight hint of the star cluster detail in the circled images titled, quote, Sacred Cross, where it too has counterparts circled in orange. And you'll have to see that on the uh, graphics that he's he's uh, done. And he, all of his work is beyond imagination. Anyway, he shows how basically the Sacred Cross has changed from originally what we know as the Chirio, which was the one that Constantine saw in his vision, and the Chirio is C-H-I hyphen R-H-O, evolved into many later versions of the sacred cross. So you have one that uh, is like a perfect uh, I, uh, 
a, a perfect cross that's uh, um, squared, okay, with uh, um, flat edges. Then you have the uh, one similar to the Catholic one. Then you have another version, which has got Vs in the, uh, in the ends of the cross. And then you have two versions of the Knights Templar ones. But this is how it's evolved. So the sacred cross is Orion. The next section. I was certain since I sent this material to Dan Brown through his agent over a year ago. That was 2007 when he wrote this article and 2008. If he is a real researcher, he would have no doubt have something worthwhile to say about this key piece of evidence. It is, after all, the oldest Hebrew talisman in the most popular key of Solomon manuscript collections in the British Library in London, but he chose to avoid it. Could the forgotten symbol of the cross with a cross insignia, in parentheses, labeled, quote, sacred cross in the image above, quote, uh, parentheses, be the very same sacred cross seen in the blue icons below? It, it that it had evolved as the religiously revered sacred cross in all variations of Christian religion, question mark. This is a very sensitive question. Theologians agree that the sacred cross is not the cross that the Christ was crucified on. Yet no theologian has explained what exactly the historical versions of the cross insignia shown in blue on his images represent. This in itself is a question that has remained unanswered for far too long. It appears to be the very same cross as the Greek Chirio mentioned pattern that Constantine has shown uh, was shown in the sky. That's his vision, which he then inscribed on his army's shields. See more about that on the findings of the sacred cross. He's got a link. It is therefore quite probable here in the image above that the two encircled depictions of crosses are one and the same. This is an important breakthrough in theology. If it turns out to be true, and many will soon see that it is also the key to deciphering the meaning of the layout of the Vatican City, especially the St. Peter's Piazza at the Basilica in Rome, which was designed in the form of the forgotten cross symbol, Constantine's Great Cross. The strange thing was the choice of inserting a sun worshiping Egyptian obelisk in the middle of it. As you know that uh, it has um, the major cities of the world, the United States and Europe have obelisks which were stolen from Egypt, but they're all phallic symbols and they have other purposes. They're focal points for energy. The strange thing was that the choice of inserting a sun-worshipping Egyptian obelisk in the middle of it. It is obviously a clue to inspire the interpretation of the secret, but in the context of all the positions of the Egyptian obelisk in Rome, it is not at all strange, <clears throat> therefore, that the statue of St. Peter is holding a key, and that's in parentheses, um, while he points down to the great causeway toward the east in the direction of the great secret. Another spectacular clue that will be explored later. St. Peter was crucified on a cross. Perhaps what the Romans were trying to do was send out a, a strong warning. All those who speak openly about the secret knowledge on the sacred cross would be put to death on a cross. The meaning of the sacred cross is probably a secret only shared among the absolute elite. Note that how the earliest Chirio symbol in the image above has a capital P with an arrowhead 
on it as to signify a pointer phenomenon. Note how the earliest talisman depictions on this website, meaning the group of the three talismans, uh, the Chirio icon is also included in these together with Orion clues. Now, look back also at the animation overlay image of the earlier clavicle of Solomon insignia and how it too seems to celebrate the Orion constellation showing the way to the location of a star that is associated with the tetragrammaton, which is T-E-T-R-A-G-R-A-M-M-A-T-O-N, that I believe is speaking of beings referenced as to the Elohim that are in our form and our likeness. Note how coincidentally the Orion shape icon, the forgotten symbol in the larger key of Solomon talisman above, has its belt stars in alignment with the star shown in the middle of the talisman that is depicted with four tiny little circles around it. Even if one accepts that there is only a grain of truth of the probability that the Bethlehem star is the very same Judas star, which can be found using Orion as a cosmic signpost, then one is ready uh, to read further on. If not, then in all probability, you the reader have not had the chance to click on all the important reference links that elevate the article onto solid ground. But which way is the one uh, one would need to follow from uh, the three in a row alignment of the belt stars of Orion. Do we follow the alignment to the brightest star in the night sky to Sirius, and that's S-I-R-I-U-S, or do we follow in the other direction toward the ecliptic? An ecliptic is E-C-L-I-P-T-I-C, which is the path of the sun toward the area of the celestial bull. There is a solution and if it is concluded from what seems to be a massive collection of hidden records that only a handful of people are presently aware of. Now we go on to the Chinon, and that's C-H-I-N-O-N, parchment recently released from the Vatican. Keep in mind, this is 2007-2008. The Chinon parchment was treated as a secret document up until recently when the Vatican decided to release it. It documents Pope Clement V secretly forgiving an elite group of Templars in 1314, saving them from being burned at the stake like all the other Templars. There is a translation here, and there is a link. One could speculate that the incentive of Pope Clement V involved protecting these powerful people if maintaining a greater portion of their wealth and securing the treasures of the Templars spoke of. A true cross in italics and perhaps even the real Holy Grail itself. Traditionally speaks of the true cross as a piece of wood from the crucifixion cross of Christ. I suggest that the reference is a sacred knowledge of the true cross, the same cross of the heavens seen by the founder of Christianity, Emperor Constantine, because the true cross, the sacred cross of the sky is depicted on the Chinon document seen below. It is sketched between two other secret depictions of the sacred cross, one involving what looks like a key, quote, below it and what looks like some sort of physical ornament above it. There are now three parchment references to the sacred cross and all three seem to interpret Orion specifically with the two star clusters forming Orion's head and Orion's sword in the image. And then he has a great graphic which uh, shows the Chinon parchment, the Key of Solomon parchment, 
and uh, um, Ptolemy clavicle of uh, Solomon parchment, the chin on parchment, and Orion's is the key to the sacred cross. Um, the star is at the center with four circles and a beam of light that can actually be found and documented in the heavens. And then it's got a picture of the um, of the two Hebrew uh, parchments with the uh, key, uh, Solomon key uh, pictogram puzzle uh, and showing two different versions of it. Okay, what could the square around the star symbolize with two partial curves on either side of it? Why are the stars around the outer rim depicted with little lines extending from them? In astronomy, these two clues alone speak volumes, exclamation point. We go on to the next section, biblical references to sacred stars. When it comes to direct references to uh, sacred star constellations in the Bible, there are four distinct references and two star groups stand out far more than any other. It is as if all the other stars in the heavens are just, quote, stars, except for the Orion and the Pleiades. And then he references Job 9, colon 9, which is, quote, who created Arcturus, and that's A-R-C-T-U-R-U-S, comma, Orion and the Pleiades, question mark. And then Amos, A-M-O-S, of 5, colon 8, quote, seek the creator of the seven stars of the Pleiades and those of Orion. Then he quotes Amos 5, colon 26, quote, but ye have borne the tabernacle of your Moloch, and that's M-O-L-O-C-H, and Chinun, which is C-H-I-U-N, Chinun, your images, the star of your God, which ye made to yourselves. Then he quotes uh, Job 38, colon 31, quote, canst thou bind the sweet influences of the Pleiades or of the band of Orion, quote. The significance of the alignment of Orion's belt seems evident here. The use of the word bind, quote, is clear. To present the stars as sacred knowledge collective groups in their records by joining slash binding the important stars together. It is done by joining lines to an outline a constellation, or more importantly, to highlight a ritual of sacred knowledge using King Solomon's magic ring. This will be reasoned below. Note also usage of the, quote, star of your God, quote, in close reference to the Pleiades Orion text in the book of Amos. Then he references the book of Revelations 1, colon 16. Quote, in the Christ's right hand, dot, 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 seven stars, quote. That's the Pleiades. The Pleiades scholars agree that the only stars generated referenced as to the, quote, seven stars at the time of the Christ were the Pleiades, and that's P-L-E-I-A-D-E-S. The seven stars are also spoken in the Bible in two other texts, but here the name of the Pleiades was included. The symbolism, like that of the Matthew text, um, contains an encoded allegory that only the wealthy minority of the well-educated would be in a position to reason. This style of encoding symbolism is repeated in another codex that follows, and more detail will be found here like no other manuscript to date. The book of Revelation also makes mention of symbolism. Seven candles in the sky with seven stars. That is the Hebrew menorah, and the menorah is M-E-N-O-R-A-H. 
So he goes on and states, is that not the answer to the origin of the sacred menorah? The meaning of the menorah could be the celebration in one's home of the seven sacred celestial lights of the Pleiades. I agree. It is said that the star of David itself also represents the seven sacred stars in the heavens, meaning, parentheses, the six points and its center is the seventh. Could it be symbolic of the star of David representing a special star? Question mark. What has to be researched if it is associated with the area of the seven stars are the clues that have been left behind. This can be compared to the Masonic sacred star, meaning discussed later, when where a seven-pointed star is depicted as the ultimate blazing star with reference to the orientation and close proximity of seven other stars. The star of David originates from King Solomon's father, King David, and it is said to be comprised of one triangle overlaid over another that is inverted. What does this mean? This symbolism will now be explored and compared to the American $1 bill and something important that follows a little later. The secret involves two other nearly sun-like stars to add to the story, but not forgetting that this story is still focused on the most important sun-like star out of all three, and that's a trinity, a group of three. A triangle in the heavens appears to be an inverted triangle, which will soon be debated if it represents either the holy trinity above as the three spirits in the heavens or represents three solar deities as a trinity. See link below. The latter predates the other. I believe it represents three sun-like stars near the Pleiades in the heavens. I agree. Giving extensive references in book, this website, I conclusively claim that there are nearly sun-like stars, <coughs> excuse me, accurately represented in the area of the Pleiades in the records left behind by virtually every ancient civilization who built grand monuments. My theories will be compared on this website in the context of what follows. I believe the triangle in the sky is formed by joining the three sun-like stars and on the ground, the triangle pointing upwards represents the shape of a pyramid or temple, the traditional symbol of as above, so below, quote. For more on the history of all three sun-like stars and the origin of the Trinity, click here. These are all links to his work. In the Testament of Solomon, the Hebrew menorah, the candlestick abra, uh, of seven candles sticks is clearly quoted by King Solomon in context of its celestial representation as stars. But here the truth seems clear, suggesting seven stars aligns toward the place of those that come from above. King Solomon asked about the secrets and ritual of celebration of what reads as celebration of seven such stars in the heavens that seems to align with the, quote, ultimate star, quote, the Wayne star, and that's W-A-I-N, star of thy house in the heavens. And then he shows another graphic showing the two inverted uh, triangles, uh, one, the lower being a pyramid, then how the two inverted triangles overlap each other, and then the Star of David. And then you have the menorah, you have the uh, Pleiades, and you have the Star of David in a, a, the equivalent of a sun. So see also the seven uh, candlesticks as the Pleiades in the book of Revelation. 
All these are uh, links on this particular article. Seven Candlesticks and the Seven Stars, the Second Coming. With great, with greatest respect to the Hebrew and Christian community, I propose this hypothesis in the image above. It is just a hypothesis after all, although it's human uplifting meaning challenges traditional interpretation due to all the other supportive evidence of this star pattern. The grand meaning of the icon includes all of humanity as its chosen race, not just those of one's belief. The triangle of three sun-like stars as a trinity in the heavens near the Pleiades merge over the ultimate temple, the pyramid on the ground to form the star of David. And yes, a real star of David. The seven candles lamps in a row show the way as a celestial alignment like the belt stars of Orion to the star of David. Okay, that is the end of part one. Jeff. Jeff, that's the end of part one. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. But you know what? Because I advertise this one as with both uh, titles in it, we just keep going on this one, Chris. That's so fine. Fantastic. Let's I'm just, do the just next letting you know. One. That was part yes, one. I appreciate that. And I'm closing this out. Okay. No one's done. Now I'm don't forget, if you really want to see these pictures, as I say, I will post a couple of them on our Telegram channel. There's lots of them, so I'm only going to post a couple of the real interesting ones, one from maybe the beginning, one from the end, but you really should subscribe. And by the way, it does support uh, Chris and, and Right On Radio as well by going to the military analyst on rightonyou.com. That's R-I-G-H-T-O-N-U.com. Okay. Take it away, sir. All right. Uh, audience, uh, this is uh, not part two of the first one, but it is Gobekli Tempke. I worked on this all last night to 3 3.30 a.m. And it's got incredible graphics. Uh, I've never seen anyone who has done this level of work on a professional level. He does overlays. He does inserts. He does... Uh, um, Merging with uh, uh, various uh, images, it's just incredible. So this is Gobekli Tepe, G-O-B-E-K-L-I, second word, T-E-P-E. This is the world world's earliest megalithic civilization deciphered. This is in Turkey on Asia Minor. So Gobekli Tepe is the oldest civilization on Earth. Uh, this was written... February uh, 2012, Breaking Discovery. So I found his work and I've just uh, been spending the past week getting all of his uh, articles and uh, images so I can uh, bring them to this site, to Jeff's show. Okay, a 12,000-year-old geoglyph depicting a giant bull carved into a hill along the Taurus mountain range in Turkey has been discovered. The geoglyph contains a stone circle map with an enigmatic message. These are claims made by me as a researcher and author of his book, The Hidden Records, which I will purchase. And that's H-I-D-D-E-N, second, third word, uh, R-E-C-O-R-D-S. Wayne Herschel on the mystery of the Gobekli Tepe, T-E-P-E, historical site in Turkey. When seen from above, the cluster of six stone circles monuments 
now excavated, convincingly form a star map representation of the Pleiades using astronomy around 12,000 years ago and its symbols. It clearly speaks of an ancient celestial message. And the credit is a Google Earth image source with some objects sharpened. Okay, so then uh, his graphics also go uh, where it'll show uh, one picture and then an overlay uh, to another picture. So it's like a morphing. All right. Uh, here is a three-minute preview video on the page above for a quick evaluation of the new claims. This finding ties all the grandest megalithic cultures as one with the same Genesis theme. It is the final piece of the puzzle that now concludes the mystery of all mysteries, that there is a grand unified building plan in virtually all the famous stone masonry empires. Gobekli Tepe presents another account of a distinct pattern of which I have presented as the star answer code of humanity. This theory is unrecognized by scholars, yet the evidence is rife in all Earth's greatest civilizations. The Egyptians, the Sumerians, the Incas, the Mayans, Stonehenge, and Angkor Wat, just to mention a few. After launching my book, The Hidden Records, in 2003, I read an article in 2006 that Gobekli Tepe had been discovered. It was deemed to be the first human civilization. A search on Google Earth would reveal the site. With a, what immediately struck me was the geoglyph pattern depicting a bull. It is easier for me to recognize this, especially with the knowledge of what exactly it was that I was looking at and looking for. At the time, I was sure that this could predate the oldest star map in my book, the Lascaux Cave, and that's L-A-S-C-A-U-X, it's French, cave in French, whose pictograms are said to date back 17,000 years. The star map in the Lascaux Cave coincidentally uh, repeats the pattern at Gobekli Tepe. The pattern of both is literally a mirror image of one another. And click here for more uh, full story on the Lascaux Cave. Okay. Then he shows the images of the cave and a correlation the clues of 2006 and 2012. I had been looking for these distinct bull worship patterns at Gobekli Tepe ever since the site had been discovered. Surprisingly, archeologists have not noticed the geoglyph at all. Since 2006, I have kept my findings under wrap until further excavations had been completed. Archeologists in a report dating back to 2006 originally claimed that they were a cluster of stone circles. When I read the article, this was the magic word. Unfortunately, a map showing the exact positions of all six stone circles that looked like ruins of dwellings would not become available for a long time yet until now. Then the day arrived, new images were made public and Google Earth released their new image. Years passed until just the other day this was written in 2012. Uh, one archaeologist, uh, one of them, released their excavation maps that is up to date with what is seen on Google Earth. And then he shows the graphics uh, that he designed of the Pleiades and of the Gobekli Tepke excavation to date, showing the circles that, uh, of stone circles. And by the way, audience, this site was deliberately buried. It was... Uh, it dates back and it, it ties directly to the pyramid, the Giza pyramid, uh, what is known as the uh, um, 
Giza uh, necropolis in Cairo to uh, the pyramid of uh, Khufu, which is the, the grand, the great pyramid. And it's that is just one of the sites that it correlates with. Then another one is with uh, over to Macedonia. Anyway, the ruins cor correlate with the Pleiades in orientation and with the biggest stone circle also correlating with the biggest star, and that's A-L-C-Y-O-N-E, which is Alcyone. Note that the area on the map at the top of the image with a question mark. This is where I believe an original circle once existed inside of the in position of point E, an enclosure that is a square and not circular, but is made up of four megalithic stone pillars. For now, let us accept point E as representing the star constellation, a correlation rather, since it is an enclosure and it holds four substantial stone pillars. And that's in blue on this. Um, Egyptian evidence coincidentally uh, proposes that the two stars, Atlas, A-T-L-A-S, and Pleione, which is P-L-E-I-O-N-E, Pleione, in the straight line alignment in more than two cases. So what one needs is to recheck with astronomers uh, is the star movement data. They say that the Pleiades cluster of stars have retained its general positioning and appearance as it is seen here for over 17,000 years. The position X is where I believe, <coughs> excuse me, another circle may once have existed and has uh, potentially been removed through either war or later rebuilds. Or perhaps the ancient thousands of years later forgot the secret, its sacredness and the use of stones. If scholars insist Gobeki Temki was the first civilization, I realized that in my theory that visitors from an Earth-like planet associated with a sun-like star near the Pleiades was a reality beyond theory status. Then evidence of this had to be found here too ostensibly the older civilization, but not just a hint of the theme. It had to be one of the strongest cases to date presenting my work. Next section. Star Visitor Blueprint Code. How is a secret lost or hidden? Question mark. My star map theory insists that all the first civilizations on this planet had beginnings with an advanced knowledge. All were obsessed in portraying their, uh, their identical but shared blueprint code of who they were and where they came from, that they were human and they came from the stars or more specifically, one special star. One would surely expect this kind of passion if humanity shared a unifying and unique genesis. People proud of their heritage as descendants of a very advanced and sacred star answer uh, bloodline. Yet, this indeed seems to be the case in the beginning. Civilizations put up monuments into their heritage, built cities to emulate the stars and areas in the heavens that they were so proud to come from, but in time, in the name of kingship, glory, power, and profit, one by one, kings decided to hide the truth, making it available only to their kin, their descendants. In doing so, they lied to their people that only they were of the sacred bloodline. Foreigners whose heritage had once been the same were considered as not chosen lineage completely, and it was easier for rulers to recruit armies to attack those who were just 
not the chosen ones. That's why we have wars and conflicts to this day. They generate profit, which is um, greed or wealth, and they um, it's all about control, which is power. And then it's all about conquest, which is land and ownership uh, acquisition. So... <clears throat> Um, my mouse is doing, okay, there we go. Um, foreigners who heritage had once been the same was considered as not chosen lineage completely. And it was easier for rulers to recruit armies to attack those who are not of the chosen ones. They would obey orders and murder, rape, and pillage foreign lands. The elite rich people kinships in many lands kept the secret. Powerful armies and empires grew and in all likelihood this is probably how secret sex meaning s-e-c-t-s and secret societies began hiding and encoding knowledge of the divine and heavenly equality and sacred beginnings of all humanity gobeki temki is the oldest megalith empire question mark next section gobekli tepe in turkey is currently placed by archaeologists as the ground zero of human beginnings on this planet some go as far as saying it must therefore be the Eden of the biblical account, while others say it is the real place of Tepzepi, that's T-E-P and then second word Z-E-P-I, predating Egypt. That's partly correct. Uh, I believe Stonehenge, Egypt, Sumer, the Inca, the Maya, and all the other ancient civilizations had the same early arrival, so to speak, on this planet. So they all share this colonization secret in many areas with a similar time window. But let's go down with academic insistence for now that is the earliest record of advanced thinking human life and they place it somewhere around 12,000 years ago. Next section, history of Gobeki Temke, Tepe. For those not familiar with the history of Gobekli Tepe site in Turkey or the general findings claimed so far by the historians working there, look at the way the top portion of the stone pillar um, has its strange tilted uh, lintel fit flush like the Inca. Here is where the stonemasons are megalithic class without a doubt. Click on the image below for more details. The link has the latest stunning images presented by the Smithsonian. Uh, and it shows the smithsonian.com and it's showing uh, pictures at uh, that site of uh, Gobekli Tepe of the stone images and uh, the monuments as well as the uh, carvings on the stones, which is uh, in very intricate detail and uh, reference. Academia will no doubt fight my controversial interpretation with all they can throw at me since it challenges every traditional theory proposed by big name archeologist scholars who were once presented their work as a theory as being followed by modern historians as if it were facts. The theory of worshiping our sun from the beginning was obviously misinterpreted. The earliest ancients seemed clearly venerating another sun in the cosmos. Yet there are many cases thousands of years ago uh, after the grand human beginnings where records were destroyed and hidden. Confused and perhaps the priests at the time began worshiping our son and sacrificing bulls. 
I propose that the first accounts of all early civilizations were not worshiping our sun or bull imagery at all, but more likely revering and honoring the knowledge of the stars and our ancestors abode in the heavens, just as we do with modern monuments honoring something worth honoring today. It seems our megalithic ancestors were honoring something uh, profound in the Taurus constellation, not our sun, but another sun-like star system of our ancestors. But when our sun sets at the time that is in conjunct with the sun star of our ancestors, it is then and only then that our sun was incorporated into this ritual. It will be some time for scholars to accept that the earth-shattering collection of linked claims that by statistics now add a whole new science into reasoning the lost truth as well, probably emerging from repeated reoccurrence and findings are global. Then it shows an image of the site of Gobekli Tepe, uh, the Taurus, uh, the Pleiades, and the clues to it. Here we go. A bull glyph, geoglyph of Taurus with Pleiades sun and star. Here is my full interpretation. Let's just call it a theory for now and time will test its credibility. The image animation here of the bull geoglyph above repeats the legend of Hermes. As above, so below. A bull with horns is clearly visible. Our sun is between its horns conjunct. Occurrence date uh, is discussed later. The stone circle ruins with oval rings number in six for now, and that it seems that one is missing, shown with an X, perhaps not uncovered yet, or over the thousand of years was destroyed in warfare or dismantled for rebuilds once the knowledge of the meaning was lost. The stone circles appear to duplicate the stars of the Pleiades constellation, um, see the image below, and the position of what I presented as being a tiny sun-like star in my book, it is the exact same position and orientation as that found in at least 15 other substantial cases at different ancient sites so far. Then he's got one of his incredible um, uh, graphics showing uh, Taurus the bull, uh, the Pleiades, the soul star, and soul is uh, what is represented for ours. Uh, SOL is what we call our sun, but it's known as soul in ancient times. And then you have uh, the over, uh, this is over Gobekli Tepe. Okay. Um, there are two major points hardly covered in all the articles on Gobekli Tepe so far. I believe one has to, to worth crossing reference the small collection of site evidence so far with the following findings. Martin Molnar Gibb, a fellow researcher in Hungary, was researching another Turkish site looking for the same blueprint code found in my book when he stumbled upon one really large piece of puzzle that places the Taurus bull geoglyph into the light. He found that the mountain range running through this area in Turkey is called the Taurus Mountains, T-A-U-R-U-S, which means bull. The name is everything, something that was set so far back in time to inspire the name of the range itself. And then I've got a link for clicking for the Taurus mountain range here. Here is more interesting. According to written history, there was a previous civilization believed to be oldest civilization until now, but which has lost its title to Gobekli Tepe. 
Not only is it in Turkey, but it is very close to the region, something like 20 to 30 kilometers away uh, to the region of Gobekli Tepke. It is the site of, I'm going to spell it and then I'll pronounce it, C-A-T-A-L-H-O-Y-U-K. That's Katalhoyuk. Thought to be around 10,000 years old, it is replete with bull worship artifacts and sun worship themes. This is fundamentally very strong evidence that Gobekli Tepe should be found with identical beliefs. This is about within 30 miles or less uh, northeast of where Gobekli Tepe is in Turkey. It's that close. Uh, then there's a link, but uh, Wikipedia on Katohoyuk. Okay. These two points speak volumes in reasoning. The pictograms on pictographs, rather, uh, of the cosmic bull as found in Egypt with the sun seen between its horns with my complete pyramid layout article titled The Star Map of Egypt. And then it shows one of his images showing the solar bull worship of Egypt on the left, and he circles the head, and then he shows at Gobekli Tepe uh, 10,000 years ago or more with the same bull head and the um, uh, solar disk between the horns. A bull with solar disk between the horns like Egypt is identical to the geoglyph. Um, if the bull theme seen above has our sun between it, just like in ancient Egypt over 5,000 years ago, then it is highly likely that it is a celestial Taurus bull. Yet our sun passes between the horns in its path through the cosmos each year but here and in other cases in Egypt, it seems to venerate a time when our sun is in conjunct with the sun-like of their ancestors who are venerated as, quote, gods. Now, since Gobekli Tepe is located on the edge of the Taurus Mountains itself, it one is to interpret the bold geoglyph as the stars of Taurus. There are six further convincing points that fit the interpretation. Item one. The bull is upright in north alignment. Item two, the bull is watching itself in the heavens, setting in the night sky and entering up into the underworld. Item three, the bull geoglyph has the Pleiades on its neck with its correct position of the Pleiades in the night sky in relation to Taurus the bull. Item four, the orientation of the Pleiades matches the geoglyph. Item five, the orientation of the Pleiades uh, the position of the special sun-like star associated with it and the position of the sun all match the night sky. Item six, the bull geoglyph com complex is a mirror image of Taurus on the western horizon in the spring equinox 12,000 years ago. Next section, the symbols Ra, symbol a crescent and then the letter H, capital. There are a few cases of symbols found so far and the scholars as usual have many astronomical theories, but feel it is too early to make conclusions. Let's look at the artifacts and symbols and reason the obvious. So then he has a picture of um, some, uh, one is a, a, a being uh, uh, like a humanoid form between tombstone uh, uh, pillars. In the image above on the right is the bull with the sun between its horns, the biggest clue of the bull-obsessed lost civilization, exclamation. Now, how is the bull poised in the air and the other celestial creatures 
are placed in a typical constellation-like fashion. A statue of a man dressed in an impressive V-neck garment at the center, holding what scholars claim is a fox or leopard pelt, just like the Egyptian pharaohs depicted kingship. Here is something interesting. The man is not appearing like one who would like be living in an ice age conditions. He should be look like an Eskimo. He looks shaved and wearing a bodysuit. It would be silly to insist, well, maybe he was standing naked. It was just far too cold in this region and altitude then and to hold uh, to a certain extent in recent history, meaning that at that time, it should have been absolutely just like an ice age. Okay, the next section. Enter the Kanga, Kananga symbol. That's K-A-N-A-G-A, -A -A, Kananga. The H symbol seems to appear very similar to the world famous and very global Kananga symbol. See below. Not only that, its meaning appears to be linked also. The Kananga symbol is one found in the earliest depictions of ancient civilizations all over the world. The image below shows the Kananga symbol most frequently found with the Dogon tribe in Northwest Africa. The origin of the symbol, uh, fully explained at the link here, and that's just another reference, how it is possible all cases of the symbol have such odd bent arms and legs at right angles, but more interesting with the two dots on either side of it in earlier accounts. I insist that this global occurrence speaks volumes. It basically shouts out loud that all ancient civilizations around the world knew the same symbol, but it would not be likely that all knew the same meaning also, question mark, where they taught the knowledge by returning star visitors, or was it a natural thing to obsess it, to obsess it by some strange instinct? All ancient cultures most likely were taught by visiting entities they often depicted as human-like gods who could fly. The teaching of all teachings, exclamation, something of the great significance to humanity that survived a devastating cataclysm that ended the Ice Age. A teaching that would resurface once advanced civilizations had been reduced from advanced people back to hunter and gatherers. The visiting entities would teach the survivors of the ancient civilization the lost knowledge about our great ancestor who came from the stars. The Kanaga symbol is the H, which is Orion, O-R-I-O-N. I am convinced that the Kanaga symbol represents Orion. The two dots seem to be Orion's belt. Somehow, some show it more like a lizard with a tail, others more like a man. The latter seems more fitting since myth has Orion as a hunter, either hunting a bull or more logically for me, showing the way with his arrow or the three belt stars, something sacred near the bull. And then he shows uh, graphics of that as well, both in the stars and also what has been found in uh, archeology, span the same symbol. Here is a major astronomy breakthrough. Look how the H symbol, and this is a capital, and the Kanaga symbol seem one and the same. The H symbol with two sickles crescents are unique as well. And having two on each side of it already suggests that the crescent is not our moon since we have only one moon, that the H symbol is a true orientation, question mark. 
There is another megalithic pillar with a combination of all the symbols documented so far at Gobekli Tepe. It places them in a pictogram. In the image below, the orientation of the H with its symbols below, it is where the Orion theory sits well. Something extra is seen in the H, a small oval suggesting the belt aspect of the Orion, which aligns to show the way to what is beneath it. The Ra symbol, the circumpoint uh, punct uh, ultimate sacred symbol in my book found in the Senmut and the S-E-N-M-U-T tomb, I believe that's Egypt, and just as um, like the Setmut tomb is also lined with Orion's belt showing the way, personified as Horus, okay, in Egypt. The Ra symbol also has the crescent, not only our moon, but would be bathed in a partial light from its own sun star in another solar system where one would expect life to originate from. There is another star map here. The secret of these star symbols match the theme of Gobekli Tepe geoglyph, not just from another star map showing the way to the sun star found in all the ancient civilizations, but it matches the orientation on the Western horizon, meaning as above, so below. Then here's another spectacular uh, um, graphics showing Orion and then uh, in the sky with the uh, the three stars of the Orion's belt and the Pleiades as well as uh, what has been found on Earth in Gobekli Tepe. Okay, and matching the symbols. The Gobekli Tepe star map uh, is a time code 12,000 years ago. Here is a magic moment in time comparing Gobekli Tepe to a star program that goes back in time to the spring equinox, where it shows more than just the bull watching itself in the heavens. It includes where our star is positioned at this epoch at sunset on the spring equinox. Only advanced astronomers could calculate so much into one just one grand depiction and their inhabitants were no primitives. <clears throat> then it shows the 33 degree angle between uh, the uh, Orion's belt and the Pleiades and the three sun-like stars uh, and around uh, what we know as the uh, Pleiades constellation. Uh, we have Taurus, we have Orion aligns to the sun star and the Taurus uh, through the 33 degree degrees of arc. We have 12,000 years ago, uh, the spring equinox, our sun passes between the horns of the uh, bull itself. Spring equinox 12,000 years ago, agrees with the date historians suggest as the date for the site. It seems that the ancients here watched the setting of the stars in the West as it entered the underworld. This is unique, especially for the choice of the bull shape of the constellation of Taurus on the horizon. Why? Because the ancients in the ancient civilizations believed stars were more sacred on the horizon. And then he shows another incredible um, graphic with a Taurus the bull and uh, the soul star, as well as the Pleiades and uh, overlapping on the Gobekli Tepe site in Turkey. This is where the astronomers measured the stars. If we accept scholars claim that Gobekli Tepe is older than any other ancient site, then it is quite possible thousands of years later, other ancient civilizations chose the East horizon as the stars were reborn according to their text. But none of the other cultures depicted the bull of the heavens like this. 
The reason for this is possibly because of the importance of the bull being upright in the sky on the horizon, a show of respect to its heavenly form. Next section is called Solar Trinity Possibility at Gobekli Tepe. In support of this reoccurring three sun stars near the Pleiades in some Templar records, instead of reference, and the importance of which I have identified in earlier research of a solar trinity, there is a plain circle at Gobekli that has no inner megaliths, just like the circles found between the horns of the bull geoglyph. This suggests it represents another sun, a star, a third being. I suggest the more recent farmer uh, may have removed the simple stone circle to make way for his plantation of olive trees, which is quite possible. That's how it was discovered when he was doing uh, earthwork and uh, plowing the fields, this site. Another missing circle monument that makes up the, would make up the Trinity, uh, and it's showing an overlay of uh, looking down upon Gobekli Tepke of uh, the archaeological site uh, in this graphic. Why did the ancients find the horizon important, you might ask? I propose another interesting thing about the star map when measuring the position of the important star that appears to be very tiny and sun-like and only visible with optical equipment. Uh, Orion has a unique feature where its belt stars are concerned. On certain times of the year, like Christmas, the 25th of December, which was once named Sol Invictus, which I've mentioned before, S-O-L-I-N-V-I-C-T-U-S, long before the Christ, and the star map of Rome, uh, Vatican City, clearly another example of the star map. Orion's belt rises perfectly in the east and sets perfectly in the west with the belt stars, as seen in the Kanaga image above perfect vertical. One simply needs to use a large set square at a distance, set a pair of dividers to 33 degrees of arc, and measure the line of sight above the horizon to find the ultimate stars of our ancestors. Another interesting feature of the bull on the geoglyph watching itself on the horizon it is exactly what the Sphinx in Egypt is designed to do. It also watches Leo on the horizon. It does so whispering the truth, as above, so below, as if to say, interpret my secret on the ground as it is in the heavens, interpret the pyramids as stars. In Egypt, Leo holds the key to the same star map at Gobekli Tepe, but it has the sun rising between the paws of Leo because it too is a zodiac sign, carrying our sun in unison, celebrating our sun together with our ancestors' sun-like stars on specific dates. In the star, in the Egypt, Egyptian star map, the Leo orientation confirms that all pyramids need to be interpreted as a star map. And there's a reference. Next section, buried dwellings, illusions decoded. Not only historians have presented an explanation for the stone circle dwellings. However, since they have walls around the carved stone megaliths forming an enclosure, it would be fair to interpret them as a double-walled well, insulated ice age type dwellings, brimming with sacred astronomical pictograms. Uh, and then it's got a reference to the source image, another incredible graphic he's got here. Um, this is one of the stone circle dwellings that I propose makes up the Pleiades star correlation interpretation. Note the alignments with yellow lines 
of the stone megaliths inside the dwellings. Note the double-layered wall as to insulate it from the coldest of icy weather at the end of the last ice age. All it needs is a substantial thatched roof with a high apex so snow would slide off. The megalith pillars have angled top pieces which suggest aligned beams of wood would have been placed here. This is quite different from Stonehenge, mainly because Stonehenge most likely had open sides for clear stellar sun and moon alignment measurements. Next section, the buried complex theory disproved. Update April 2015. The image below is how the circular dwellings appear after the stone rubble was cleared from them. All historians work on site so far well in hand with some of the authors on the mystery in touch with them insist that the ancient site was buried by the people somehow chosen also to leave the site. You're about to discover evidence here that this theory is so far off track and obscured that one wonders if it was presented to cre create a sensational spin on the site or to excite media to sell the books. Their argument was that the rubble uh, had stone size that was too large or too big to be natural windblown soil uh, and dust that covers ancient sites with age. Uh, then he states, mouse over the image to see how the site appeared before it was excavated in translucent graphic showed that the size uh, of the rubble was found in each circular dwelling. It seems to have strange to the experts working there uh, that they forgot what Ice Age dwellings developed to survive the terrible cold. And so uh, uh, the images, what I did is I had to, uh, uh, this one's supposed to be a, a double image where it changes, uh, unlike uh, it didn't work, but it's just one of the two. The image below is a typical Ice Age mound uh, dwelling in the Noth, which is K-N-O-W-T-H area in the United Kingdom. Their usage of a solid one meter thick roof that grass could grow on was the ultimate insulation through very cold periods. The mound covered dwellings were supported in most sites in the United Kingdom with stone lintels, and that's L-I-N-T-E-L-S, and it would have been quite a building achievement for any builder. And these are uh, very large uh, mounds that are supported from the inside and they have rocks on the outside and, and grass growing in the top. So they they were being uh, designed as uh, insulation for cold weather as well. Um, the image now, if large trees were more available, then it would be easier building than using stone lintels. I propose this is what happened at Gobekli Tepke. And the mound covering of dwellings was supported in most sites in the UK with stone lintels, and it would have been quite a building achievement for any builder, but they are gigantic mounds which could house 20, 25 people. Now, consider Gobekli Tempe used wooden beams to hold similar roof designs for their dwellings with a meter or more depth of rubble and planted grass over it to secure the ground and the roof through seasonal changes. What would happen after the site lost its people? How would time and wood not rot, not, I'm sorry, how would time and wood not transform each dwelling itself? The rotting timbers would give way to the heavy rubble and fill in the dwelling. Uh, mouse over the image, so this is, okay. I was able to show the pictures separately, but it was a, uh, one that would, uh, converting to an, a second one. 
but there should be claims of timber debris amongst the rubble. I know of no claim so far that this might be the reason historians chose to believe that each dwelling was buried by hand. But what happens with snow melts on this rubble pile covering the dwelling? The obvious, it would have a very wet and porous medium for the wood to rot every season. Each year, a little more, uh, there would be no traces of any wood fragments, if and only if the case that there were no timbers found at all. Then we have the next section, the T-shaped global Tau symbol. <coughs> there are records in many ancient civilizations from the earliest periods of cave paintings showing beings with the capital letter T symbol crowns as if they were a title status from behind the bullhead in the Tau Taurus uh, constellation. After depicting and decoding the seal of Solomon Talisman some time ago, I was completely convinced that this symbol explains the T-shaped monolith found in many other civilizations as well as Gobekli Tepe. And I now propose a strong case. It represents the most sacred place in Taurus, T-A-U-R-U-S. I will add some more references here to show the magnitude of the strange prehistory obsession with the letter, capital letter T symbol later. Click on the image to go to the Solomon Key page and scroll down uh, the article to see the full explanation. Here's another uh, phenomenal graphics. He goes, the seal has seven aspects, six stars around the edge, one is in the center. So that's your seven. And then it shows in that, it shows the uh, Star of David, which is the uh, a superimposed uh, triangles, uh, one above, one below, with a cross. And then it shows the Templar Trinity, the Pleiades, uh, Soul One, Soul Two, Soul Three, um, the images as above, as below, the pyramids of Egypt, and the Seal of Solomon. So, and the uh, crescent ex, uh, exoplanet. Next section. Gobekli style Tau is claimed as a portal in Peru. The ancient city, ancient Inca of Peru, built a very unique Tau, and that's T-A-U shaped symbol, identical to Gobekli Tepe style, located close to Lake Titicaca, and that's T-I-T-I-C-A-C-C-A. They constructed the this six false door, quote, just like the ancient Egyptians, seen in the image above, uh, and the image below, rather, uh, the same unique Tau-shaped doorway, but it uh, is blocked by solid rock. The Inca called it the gateway of the gods, quote, or the Puerta de Hoya, which is P-U-E-R-T-A-D-E-H-A-Y-U, Marca. So the Puerta de Hoya Marca, M-A-R-C-A. And their legend claims it is a cosmic conduit to the place of their gods, a place in space with a title matching it. The symbol is chosen perfectly here as a title for the place of the gods. It matches, if I am right, that the Tau symbol for Taurus is a representation of the three suns area near the Pleiades. It is important to accept the reasoning and logic if one of these capital T's monoliths has the apis bull as shown with a sun between its horns, then it is shouting out the same archaeoastronomy message that historians agree in Egypt represents a bull in the heavens. Mark Scott, a researcher friend, sent me his theory that they are both identical shape because they are connected in identical cosmic knowledge representation of their same human ancestors from the Pleiades.
Okay, waiting for my mouse to work. Almost, there we go. All right. Mark reminded me the Peruvian quote, false doors is no ordinary door and it is an actual historical accepted claim that they believed it was truly a star gate. That's S-T-A-R and G-A-T-E. That means a time portal. The Inca's main star obsession was with the Pleiades and a world they depicted near it, and they made a star map out of gold shown on the image below. Full story on the Inca gold star map. Uh, there's a reference, a link. But here is the shocking reality of it all. The Tau symbol secret is shared continents apart with Turkey and Peru in South America, making strange science fiction star visitors claim, but even further away in Israel. It too has historical legend of the very same Tau secret and the same star area of the star visitors. The ancient Hebrews take this, quote, bizarre belief further, but with more explanation. I have a separate article for Solomon's Secrets, and that's referenced there. So then it shows a picture of Gobekli Temke, not a, a picture, a graph uh, site in Turkey. Then there's one in Peru. Both venerate Taurus star gods. Only one uses the Tau cross, and that's T-A-U, in its dwelling construction. One claims it is used as a cosmic connecting portal. The biblical king Solomon explains it all. So the next is the section the Tau symbol throughout history. There are other megalithic sites around the world that have built the T monolithic standing stones or a part of central structure like the Gobekli Tepe. The first one that comes along to mind uh, could be seen by um, Morton uh, Molnar Gibb in Hungary is of the Tau, the, excuse me, the Tala, T-A-U-L-A, megalithic stones in the Balearic Islands, B-A-L-E-R-I-C. And that is Menorca, Spain, M-E-N-O-R-C-A, seen in the images below. Note the Tau name is part of the title for these structures. The second site, one that I'm researching right now for this ancient star veneration are the ruins in the Chaco Canyon, New Mexico. I've already done an article on that. Uh, round kivas, like the example here from the Casa Rinconda, and that's C-A-S-A, second word R-I-N-C-O-N-D-A, ruins. And there's a reference there. There's all links. Ancient rock art depictions in Turkey found by Haken, H-A-K-A-N, O-G-U-N, and that's a name with very strange Tau crowns. And another reference. There are identical rock depictions to these like uh, found by Jebel Bernis, G-E-B-E-L, last name B-U-R-N, uh, U.S. in Saudi Arabia and found that uh, Mark Scott again showed that the same beings with the Tau crowns. These title positionings of the T crown, just like the Cappadocia depiction of the cross of the Christ topped with the T-shaped portion where the Trinity three heavenly bodies are positioned with it. I propose the three heavenly bodies are the three sons of the pre-Christian tradition of the sacred trinity, completing the T-shape in star areas of Taurus. Here is another article reference on the legend of the Tau cross in other ancient historical sites. And then he shows uh, another graphic, and it shows uh, the Tau rock art 
of Saudi Arabia, the Cappadocia Church, the Tau Cross Top in the Trinity, the Tau Rock Art in Turkey. Uh, he has other ones. Uh, uh, Menorca, Spain is another. Uh, that, uh, that was the Talia Stone, Solomon Seal, the Casa Rinconda, in, uh, and then you have Chaca Canyon in New Mexico. That's another incredible uh, graphic. Now, the Tau symbol evidence, the three suns in Taurus, this section. Here is the best collection of evidence for the Tau symbol representing the three stars in the Taurus near the Pleiades. With the Egyptian goddess Nut, and that's N-U-T, uh, personification of the living cosmos, birthing one of the suns in the top center portion, position of the image below. Speaking on the Egyptian evidence first, thanks to the research of Mark Scott, the Ankh, and that's A-N-K-H, symbol for life, and that's what it represents, is shown with the golden Ankh seen below the scholars themselves, title as a Tau cross. It has three suns included in the looped portion and with more detail. It also has the primary soul, S-O-L, highlighted, busting out, birthing from the lotus cosmic conduit. The living Ankh I discovered in many of the earliest relief carvings in Egypt personify the Ankh as a smaller than human life being in various stories related to celestial ship as well as uh, uh, carrying on all life uh, itself. In my spiritual studies on the oneism.org, O-N-E-I-S-M.org, uh, I take this evidence further. There is use of an unexplained Aztec capital T symbol with three swirls that I believe are conduits to the three suns that appear in the relief carvings right from the Mayan period to the Aztec periods. But the best evidence of the Tau cross complete in almost identical form to the Egyptian Ankh symbol is at the Mexican pyramid ruins at Calixana, which is C-A-L-I-X-T-L-A-H-U-A-C-A. Calixana, oh boy, that's a hard one. Um, then we have Morton Molnar Gibb of Hungary found the earliest depiction of the mythical god Thor's hammer is most obviously a Tau symbol itself and is often depicted with a solar trinity symbol shown that I propose as the three suns overlapping. The biggest evidence so far brought forward by Australian researcher Mariana Barron, which is M-I-R-Y-N-A, first name, last name, B-A-R-A-N, is what appears to be a silver historical Cathar coin uh, being discussed on many internet sites and its meanings. Look closely at the coin compared to the gold Ankh, which is A-N-K-H. It has the Tau cross with its center portion with what I am sure is depiction of a small womb of Nut, the Egyptian god, uh, birthing the primary soul, uh, soul one, our uh, sun star. It is Tau, it is rather house, other suns on the other side of it, and there is a little line joining the soul one to its birthing womb. This, I am sure, symbolizes the birthing genesis of humanity in this way in Taurus. But for me, uh, the special portion of this coin is its inclusion of the Templar cross of Orion, aligning this cosmic womb depiction. But the ultimate breakthrough, especially for me and my near-death experience, he had one as well, 
involving interaction with these small gray entities that I believe the biblical references called the cherubim, which is C-H-E-R-U-B-I-M, is how the Ankh, the A-N-K-H, personifies these beings and their status. It defies for me, it defines for me, the explanation of why they watch over all life here. This is where they come from. They are from the same area as our ancestors in Taurus. It makes absolute sense now considering why these entities, I believe, are androids entities with artificial intelligence that might even involve having a soul. They care about our lineage, replenishment, and its spread to the cosmos. I discussed this here. And that's got a reference. Then he shows another phenomenal graphic of showing the uh, uh, the Tau cross of the three sons of Egypt, uh, the living Ankh of Egypt. He shows the Mazda Aztec Tau. He shows the, the three sons and the Solomon seal, the Egyptian goddess womb of Newt, okay, of, of birthing, uh, the solar trinity, the cherub, the great entity, the living Ankh, uh, the life watcher, and the solar trinity with Tau's uh, the Tau, which is the Thor's hammer, and then he shows one type of a, a gray alien, of a larger one. Anyway, next section. 2014 July breakthrough at Gobekli Tepe. There is one T-sacred Tau monument that should be identified as a star map of where our sun resides in a Genesis story when it is colonized, and Orion shown in comparison to its position. But no Pleiades because, dare I suggest, it is a star map view from the ancestors' exoplanet of origin and its sun star in the Pleiades area to begin with. For this time, scholars have said that the megalithic stella below holds the secret of Gobekli Tepe because it seems to be the only carved depiction that has the most detail and something astronomically, astronomically defining. Scholars have outright disputed the bird with the sun as a swan claim and hence representing the star of Cygnus. And that's S, that's uh, C-Y-G-N-U-S, Cygnus. Mainly because it is impossible to be a swan. The beak is hooked. Its neck is too short and fat, and but in contact with Scorpio, it is impossible to correlate as shown. There is absolutely nothing else at Gobekli Tepe that suggests Cygnus star pattern or the swan was important in the sky. The site has the global bull obsession and a bull with sun between the horns and it screams out loud that this settlement was no remote insignificant settlement. It screams out that it had exceptional advanced beginnings uh, just like in Egypt and knew the universal consistent star figures found in all the ancient civilization's constellations. If it got Taurus right and with the same Egyptian theme, then one would need to see what the depictions here has in context with Taurus and why it might be groundbreaking. The first important clue here is Orion as a symbol capital H is depicted on the side. So let's set up the Milky Way with Scorpio and Orion in these matching positions. Please note that the images below is one Milky Way position from west to east, but in real time, it should be twice as long for comparison uh, if it is was squashed into the one frame so the patterns cannot 
so the patterns can, can be identified. And then it shows another phenomenal uh, graphic showing decoding Gobekli Tepke, and he shows the Birdman, the Sun, the Earth, the Scorpio, uh, uh, image of the uh, scorpion, uh, Corvus, and then he shows Emu, which is a bird, the Ryan constellation, and he shows from west to east in the graphics. So, uh, so we have Orion shown with the Milky Way and Scorpio matching in a grand star field. The next important detail in the inclusion of the great dark patch more favored by ancient Australians as the dark emu bird patch. Here is depicted for correlation, but this is the pattern position that most archaeoastronomers believe fit. Here is a reference to the dark cloud, uh, the cosmic depiction. There is possibly another bird constellation of Corvus, C-O-R-V-U-S, added just to show the other bird figure constellation. However, I don't think even this uh, correlates accurately at all. It is a similar oriented as so with this with Scorpio. Next section, the global birdman deity appears. No, as already mentioned, it defines not a swan or perhaps, as scholars suggest, a strange out-of-context vulture. It has a hooked beak and is well known in ancient Genesis depictions in many ancient civilizations, as I claim. Here is the first breakthrough. The creature seems to be representing an intelligent and standing upright cosmic deity with human shoulders and trying to speak of what it's about uh, above the wing. Uh, trying to appear human-like is the first clue. The bird head is common with hooked beaks in many civilizations, but the best match is without a doubt is the first people of the Maya and their nearby culture of the uh, Chacoya Indian settlements, and that's C-H-A-O-K-I-A. -A. The Chacoya Pleiades star map correlation has a big connection with the first tribe's legends of the Birdman. Quote, here is a link to the full story and compare the beak of the Birdman in some of the artifacts here. The same Birdman deity seems common in the Mayan El Bao, and that's E-L, and the second word is B-A-U-L, ancient astronaut Stelae, seen on the popular TV series, Ancient Aliens. Here, the same bird head is placed as a title for where the ancient astronauts comes from. It is placed with a ring like an Egyptian cartouche with seven orbs, I believe, are the Pleiades. But nothing confirms the bird head Genesis deity like the totem poles of many American Indian tribes and traditions as seen here. And that's what it's referencing from the... Uh, image from Gobekli Tepke and of a bird head and it is definitely just like the Indian totem poles. You'll see that image as well. Here's a high resolution image of the entire stone face. I made a previous breakthrough when studying the very same depiction of sun position between the claws of Scorpio in one of the Nostradamus sketches and the Maya depiction. I propose that the only way these two prophecy depictions make any sense is if one views our sun from a specific position, position out in space, but where in space would our solar system appear between the claws of the Scorpio star constellation? Question mark. It occurs only when viewed from the star area of the Pleiades. And then he shows a photograph with an overlay of uh, uh, Scorpio and the sun. Um, 
our sun position seen from star HD 283271. So how on earth did I figure such a controversial claim? It's simple. Just double click on any of the three sun stars I've identified in the Pleiades constellation itself. Uh, the proposed the program needs a single star, so I chose my proposed sun-like star, Sol 1, as the primary, which is the HD 283271 in the Pleiades area in any computer star program. And then the uh, option to view here, uh, then move the star view to locate our sun, and there it is right between the claws of Scorpio. This claim is earth-shattering, literally, uh, if it's found to be true. Why? Because it confirms an advanced star visitor even at Gobekli Tepe and one fitting the prophecy of the return of the star visitors at a given link. How soon a return, one would wonder. Look at all the clues and time markers at the link. It also fits with another sighting of a big comet or meteor event. What is the message of the Gobekli Tepe depiction? This speaks of the star visitor ancestors visiting the Earth in the past and I believe also the future. But here is a conspiracy theory at Gobekli Tepe. The detail using symbols is covered in very neat places and placed lines of rock, meaning they're, they're carved messages. And then he shows another phenomenal uh, graphics showing uh, Birdman, the Sun, the Earth, Corvus, uh, the Emu, the Orion constellation, Scorpio, etc. Uh, proving the H, capital H, Orion symbol. In the above image, there is a complete Milky Way layout showing a wild star uh, field view from the sun position all the way across to the field of Orion. But it is a complicated Orion H situation because there are two H symbols in two different orientations. We only have one Orion, so why are there two and one H uh, on each side. Again, pictographically, uh, it speaks volumes. Since this is a possibly the only H on its side, there it must be so because in the star field de depiction, this is a direct match. So we know which one is part of the field, the one seen beneath in the tradition upright position, uh, which is what the ancients all over the world measured. It is the rising and setting of Orion above the horizon. Historians agree this concept only existed in Egypt. I say not true. It was global, not uh, specific or local. The amazing extra detail, in my opinion, provided by the Kanaga H symbol is Orion in this added explanation or explanatory sketch seen in the image below. In the upper part of the image, is a sideways letter capital H, which is a true orientation as explained in the star field. But below it is seen the normal orientation H, what is looks like the cosmic serpent, its tail altered to make a pointer to show pointing to terra firma, i.e. the horizon. Its face enhanced as a secondary information pointer to emphasize one must look at the Orion where Orion's belt is found. The center of the capital H symbol, mouse over the image for clarity. Then he's got another nice graphic showing uh, the background of uh, carvings on the rocks from Gobekli Tempke, uh, the H symbol proving Orion. Next section. 
conspiracy theory at Gobekli Tepe. How is it possible the most revealing megalithic mural is only partially uncovered? How is it possible the bit covering the critical message of the arrival event is so neatly stacked with a straight edge? It should be rough rubble uh, as this material is not part of the building's outer circle. Did archaeologists feel it unsafe to remove the rubble or did they find something monumental here shake their heads and photograph it and cover it up. Look at the close detail enclosed. And it has to do with uh, having everything from a scorpion to lizards to dinosaurs. Next, note the strange line of the rocks building uh, in detail. Look closely at the strange depictions, something most would look and say is like a dinosaur, a domesticated one since it has a collar and something on its back. It looks like the face of the one Writing, it has been defaced. The big ex, uh, excavation accident and a face that is hardly visible. The face does not look human at all. But that's not the exciting part. I am more interested in the arrow-pointed tail. What could be interesting about that? The story is short of one main piece of the puzzle that is common in the other ancient depictions of star visitors and star destinations. The meaning to get here through is a secret encoded symbol of the cosmic serpent dragon. Now, having said that, could it be that the dinosaur-like creature has a winding tail that is hidden behind the rubble up to the arrow-pointed tail? Question mark. But what covers uh, such a common accepted traditional symbol that only a handful of people on the planet know? What if it shows the star visitor in a strange celestial ship that is like a disc riding the serpent dragon as a real cosmic wormhole conduit. This would be important and would be uh, to basically bury very quickly. It would create chaos in the academic world that funds them and that they officially denies uh, this paranormal history. Watch this space for updates. There is one more stunning piece of supporting evidence for the arrival of a deity that was shown as a birdman, one that coincidentally has the same age date of 17,000 years old. The Lascaux Cave in France, it shows a depiction that strongly suggests the Taurus bird arriving on terra firma with an arrow pointing downward. Next section, the full geoglyph in the Taurus Mountains. The geoglyph of Gobekli Tepe uh, proposed would need to be the front portion only with front leg to perfectly match the heavenly bull of the Taurus. Lo and behold, it does have the front hoof included. Here is the shape of the hill and what appears to be the front leg of the bull. Note in astronomy legend that the bull always had its front legs shown, but never its rear legs. The full bull interpretation is questionable, but the front leg surely makes it probable. There is a faint stone wall remains for the front hoof. And then it shows it 12,000 years ago of the giant bull uh, geoglyph and what it was uh, in previous uh, 12,000 years ago and then uh, today. But next section, where are we uh, with the Pleiades inscriptions? Look at Gobekli Tempe from the sky, having its stone circles as a cluster behind the neck of the bull geoglyph port portrayal. One has to wonder how it is possible this cluster does not have its counterpart symbolism portrayed obsessively with the stones, circles, many stella. 
Well, it does. I initially didn't think much about it. The hard way to extract details, the Stella below that has the seven birds all crammed together when someone did a story on the recognition of seven birds in 2008. We are not even sure the person suggested it could represent the Pleiades for some time in the incomplete idea of it lingered. Morton Molnar Gibb, a researcher from Hungary, then found another depiction after a friend uploaded their new photos of the seven birds and it was shown in more interesting position. At the foot of one of the stelae, note uh, that if more of these turn up, then they are repeated more and more all the other details so far that this one will be able to conclude that it was the most important theme in their cosmology. It does have an odd hole in the stella that begs an answer. Perhaps this was a mounting hole for something that it completed it. Uh, it looks like a beautiful blazing uh, sun disk. Mouse over the image to see what it looks like. A sun near the Pleiades depiction. Seven birds chosen for the Pleiades is a well-known tradition in ancient civilizations, but mainly in Europe from the Templars. The Rosalind Chapel star map is soon to be released where it used the symbol and Morton has a finding in an old manuscript showing seven doves with a Christ depiction and sun and a crescent to compare it with Rosalind. Then he's got another beautiful uh, graphics um, with uh, the seven birds and the Pleiades and multiple pictures of the uh, different uh, stones with these seven birds. And so it's the seven, which is known as the Gobekli Tepe seven bird cluster. Okay, next section. If Scorpio claimed true, what about Egypt? Without doubt, the most famous archeological artifact Stella in the world is the Dendera Zodiac disc on the ceiling of the temple of Hathor in Egypt. The Hathor goddess, by the way, reference feminine aspect of the cosmic bull. The temple itself venerates the bull and its seven Hathors, H-A-T-H-O-R-S. If this Scorpio view from the Pleiades theory has strong grounding, then one would expect it to be visible in the Dendera depiction. Well, it is, and it is as clear as daylight. It is the largest orb on the mural itself in front of the pinchers of the Scorpio. Click on the image below for the full decoding of the Dendera star map and Scorpio soul position comparison. And then he's got a phenomenal picture of decoding Egypt with all the uh, graphics uh, that he's included. Okay, in conclusion, this Gobekli Tempe star map interpretation by me should stand its ground thanks to a host of corroborating evidence here on the page. But since it challenges all written history, expect silence for a while because scholars will prefer not to comment for quite some time. We all look forward to the possibility that there are some important hidden records buried at this site. The unexcavated area presented as a sun-star correlation here would be the place to look. I address all scholars evaluating this article uh, to claim here. One must compare Gobekli Tepe with the complete list of all the evidence in support of this claim. Here is a complete story of the star obsession the ancients possessed which I have made freely available. And here's a direct link to it. And then I posted his uh, three of his books. He has The Hidden Records. He has one on Atlantis I'll be doing soon, within uh, two weeks. And then he has the Alpha Omega, which is the Taurus Stargate. Uh, this is the end of the article. Uh, Jeff, 
you can take over now. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Chris. And I have a super chat that I'm going to read to you. It's from Patriot Girl 1776. And by the way, she has been sending you a lot of support. Uh, she really appreciates this, as many of the people in the chat do. But the super chat simply reads, Thank you so much for all the intel. This truly helps us expand our levels of thinking and researching everything that is going on in this world. And I would just suggest to you that that is very wise. Research everything. Uh, don't take anything for granted anymore. We have been lied to so much. Uh, it's really time for critical thinking. Agreed. Um, I'm on uh, uh, the uh, Kilted Christian, among others, beside my own site. And uh, these are avid supporters, Jeff. You have quite a few. Uh, Patriot Girl is, is one. Uh, you have Sunshine Girl. You have Florida Girl. Uh, you have Jaja79. They are all listening. And I, I believe they all truly appreciate my efforts. Over. Yep, Big Chief is here, and I noticed Raccoon was in here as well. So thank you for all of those guys showing up as well. Thanks, everyone. And uh, most of all, thank you, Chris. That's not an, It's not an easy task to put these things together and to go through and to <laughs> you know uh, talk for an hour and a half. It's, uh, it's certainly a, not an easy task. And I'm glad to hear that your throat has cleared up uh, to, for the most part. So uh, we're all thankful for that. Hey, don't forget, everyone, uh, if you're listening to this uh, live, that at 7.30 tonight we have our Wednesday Singapore Prayer Celebration. It's on Telegram. You'll also be able to see some of these pictures I'll be posting this afternoon on the same Right on Radio Telegram channel. So please uh, do go this. And the replay for this will be posted later on today as well and will go out to all subscribers. Uh, so thanks, everyone, for being here. Uh, remember, God loves you, and uh, so do we. Uh, so in, in return, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself, and make a difference in your community. <laughs>